Welcome to the Spicy Boys Podcast. Let's get spicy. Welcome back, everybody. We're in the Spicy Boys studio, and this is episode 16. Today is a very special episode. We have a very special guest in very the house. Very special. Someone without whom the Spicy Boys would never have met. That is true. Oh, I never thought of it like that. That is a good point. The, so, a, wow. a co-creator, if you will, of the Spicy Boys podcast, an executive producer extraordinaire, and one of my favorite people in Austin. Oh, man. In the world. Let's just, in the world. Let's put it appreciate there. that, fellas. Uh, Ron Rendon, thank you for joining us. Woo-hoo! Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, happy to be here. Um, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> <laughs> Have you listened to most of the episodes? I've listened to a couple. Yeah. Um, the one that I was really excited to listen to uh, next is the Drive episode. Ooh. Oh, because yeah, I really want to see what you guys think of that movie. Uh, did everybody like I'm, it? I love it. It's one of my yeah. favorites. I remember I you, we talked about it before. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love I love that movie. Yeah. I can I can do another episode of that. <laughs> love the movie. Yeah, love the soundtrack. It. Yeah. Oh, man. But both. I mean, the soundtrack's amazing. And, you know, in my opinion, uh, how do you say his last name? The director? Uh, Reffin. Reffin. Wending Reffin. Wending yeah. Reffin. Yeah. Wending like, Reffin. I think he... Like after that movie, he's like the heir to the Michael Mann throne. Oh, he. Okay. I think so. Like that's what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? Like it's, he's he's been the one to like really utilize music and visuals together, just like how Mann did. It's it's that it's that mix of uh, style mm-hmm. and uh, technicality. It's right. it's it's the it's the combination of the two. Right. It's realism and uh, kind of fantasy. Yeah. That is, the way you combine those two in a way. That's why Heat's like a master piece <laughs> absolutely <laughs> that's true I, I never thought about that um because drive you people expected oh this is this is gonna be an action-packed car chase mm-hmm. movie but it's it's i felt i felt like it's what is happening outside of the characters out your relationship not just you know where like the heist scenes it's just who they are outside of what people expect them to be right yeah and that's right. what it felt like well, and it has yeah. that vibe of like that late '60s, early '70s, like existentialism, like cinema, like um, uh, one of my favorite movies, *Electric Glide and Blue*. Uh, there's *Vanishing Point*, like all these like die-hard, like you know, protagonists that. Man, I'm trying to even just trying <laughs> trying to figure out how to explain it. Sometimes man. you can, you just can't explain it. I know, man. You, you we, know? we gotta watch these movies and yeah. wrap our heads around it. Sometimes you just can't explain it, and then it's gonna be clear. Yeah. So r- real tough dudes in kind of like fantasy fairy tale type situations. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And they're always like desperate tales. You know what yeah. I mean? Like nothing's ever easy for these guys. No, and that's what makes it fun, right? You know, right? Because you, you don't you don't want to see your heroes or you know. You don't want to see him win all the time. You want to see the, the, the you know, you want to see the process. Absolutely. You want to see him. You, don't want, <laughs> you want to see him struggle. I don't want to hear to win. Like, take the easy way out. <laughs> I want him to bleed. <laughs> right. You need a story there is what you're getting at. Yeah. Right. 
So for uh, our billions of listeners, uh, Ron, you want to just kind of give us a little, uh, like, uh, you know, um, where are you from? What do you do? Who are you as a person? Oh, man. And why are you the way that you are? Oh, gee, well, that's a, those are all really heavy questions, man. Like Jeff likes we'll to do, uh, do one at a time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Jeez, we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> um, well, um, so I'm from uh, the desert southwest, a little tiny town called Lordsburg, New Mexico. Um, where um, we always called it like a little Mexican Mayberry because like my parents never locked their doors at night. You know, you didn't have to back then, you know? Um, and everybody's like parents were like your parents. Like everybody could yell at you and do whatever. So it was really idyllic like growing up. It was a really nice small town. Um, and then anyways, went to college and then moved to Austin in uh, almost, ooh, almost 22 years ago to the date. Oh my it was God. January 31st, 1996. What was this place? Here. What was this place like? Like during that time? Oh man, there was a lot less people. <laughs> <laughs> less people, less traffic. Yeah, it actually felt like a smaller college town. Like it really felt like that, and that's what actually drew me to it because I'd never heard of Austin, never even cared about it or whatever, and had a buddy of mine move here with his band when bands actually used to do that. Yeah, you know? and. Um, uh, and for a whole year, he was just bugging me. He's like, dude, you got to come over here. There's like a film community and we got to do this. And so all the production jobs in New Mexico had dried up because the incentives, the tax incentives were new governor came in and he got rid of the tax incentives. So all the, any production work that was promising for me that I was looking for dried up. So I did a couple of gigs and then worked at a PBS station. Um, and then finally I was just like, I'm going to move. I can't do anything else. So I moved here, packed up my little geo tracker. <laughs> which was basically if anybody remembers that that was a girl's car <laughs> like seriously and uh which was really all i could put was like cds and clothes in there and drove over here borrowed a thousand dollars from my old man and drove over here and was like i gotta figure something out man and just got over here and 22 it. years later 22 years later here you are in spicy boys podcast here i am i've made it finally <laughs> you've this made is it. it this, this is, it. is it right here man. <laughs> the dream is the reality <laughs> realize realize real lies that's what i'm saying and you also work i get well i mean you know we kind of work in the film video industry you also do the same thing you're not saying right yeah i'm an executive producer at an editorial shop uh, here in town, and that's how I met all you guys. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, making movies. Yeah, doing stuff. It's funny. You, yeah, we well, we all met in uh, well, I guess in your previous job and Ryan's mm-hmm. previous job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I I remember vividly the exact moment Whoa. where we were start shooting that um, the Teddy Roosevelt. Oh yeah. Scene. yeah. Assassin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! I went full Daniel Day into that role. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. shaved my beard and everything. Man. Yeah. When 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 Ron, yeah, when you um, told us this intern Ryan is gonna be doing the the acting. Yeah. You I mean, you picked the right guy. Oh man! <laughs> Don't I know it? That's why I'm an oh executive producer, baby. Yeah. No talent when I see it right there. <laughs> And you boys got it. Making it happen. <laughs> yeah. You boys got the goods. You guys got it. So, um, maybe let's, let's let's just kind of, before we start talking about life. Sure. Let's, let's just talk about the movie that we're going to be tackling. 
which is Ron, you picked this movie and uh, why, what did you pick this movie? I did. Um, so I picked um, uh, a movie that was released in uh, December of 1995 um, because I remember it, it was right, it was released and I was working at a movie theater uh, oh. back home in Las Cruces uh, when this movie came out. And so a month later I moved to Austin uh, and uh, this movie was 1995's Heat, directed by Michael Mann. The man. The man. Michael Mann. Yeah. And so a real quick side note to this. So it was released in December of 95. I moved here in January of 96 and interviewed everywhere. Didn't find a job. No one was hiring. And so I went back to managing a movie theater. So I was managing the old Westgate movie theater down south. <laughs> no kidding. What? Yeah. Yeah. So I did that for about like, I don't know, a month or two. And they needed to send somebody to the Dollar Theater, which was called the the Aquarius. And it was like way on the east side, Riverside, Montopolis, I think. Now I think it's like a uh, swap meet. (laughs) 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 But so at the time, like they couldn't get anybody to stay there because the staff was so brutal uh, and was just running every manager out of the theater. And so I'm like, Psh, I'll try it. Sure, why not? So I go over there, and guess what's playing? Heat. It already made its way to the Dollar Theater. Uh, okay. Like I guess this was like April of '96. Yeah. So this movie and I have this history. I mean, not only is it one of my all-time favorite movies, and I live by every word of it, um, but um, it also like has part of my history too. Kind know? of followed you. Yeah. In your journey. Yeah. Totally. It was it was there with you. Yeah, I mean, of course, I'm just imagining all this, but it could have been. You never <laughs> so, know. You had Ryan just saying though. I was going to say, I think movies. I think all of us, you know, have one of the reasons we are still doing this and still trying to make movies and 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 work in this business because the films follow you. You know, they have a special place in all our lives. You know, it's 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 funny and it's like a living, breathing thing almost. I don't think people Every time ever. You, We'll ever stop going to the movie theaters. I don't care how amazing streaming is on your phone. If you have like 12K on your iPhone 20X or something, I don't know. I, I feel like it's 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 a whole new experience going in, you know, driving to a movie theater in this dark room and having your popcorn and all the previews. and Yeah. Okay, so can we take both of what you guys said and put like this really like beautiful montage <laughs> like, underneath it. And like this would just be like this beautiful ode to cinema. Yeah. Like, Scored by Clint Menzel. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> you guys were, were laid it on thick there, brothers. Oh, I mean. What we do on the Spicy yeah, Boys podcast. I mean, I do. I, I There are films where I I look at it. Okay. I, I mean, I can, I can wait for that to come out of video. But there are films where I need to experience this spectacle you know out of respect you shouldn't watch it at home like if there's certain movies that that do need to be watched in theaters for sure like not i mean i mean most comedies i just wait till it's it it comes out on a um video but yeah certain films you need to watch it what about adult films jeff Okay. okay here's the thing if you if you have to pay for it i had this long time ago i think it was i think it was me brad and chris oh god remember we, we went go. to that that adult adult uh, multiplex whoa oh the 
Well, we we went to the store, but we didn't go watch. Could have left out the, the fact that three of us, men <laughs> three together. dudes, three dudes walk three into dudes, an adult yeah. megaplex. So it's me, Brad, and Chris. <laughs> I think I, I don't know. I'm not gonna pay for that the, shit. Yeah, this is, this is, <laughs> well, you don't have to pay for uh, that anymore. Wait, is, Does, that, uh, is it free? Is there, it all of it's free? You just go to adult multiplex. No, and oh no, no, He's I don't not mean talking. No. <laughs> oh, I mean on this little thing called the internet, Jeff. Oh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Man, how are they making money? <laughs> you know, I don't know actually how they make money, but they sure do. It has no. to be ad revenue, right? Has to, what's, what else is there? I'm just thinking of the studios. Like, how do those guys, the filmmakers, how do they make money? Because it all gets ripped and, like, people download free copies of it and everything. So, that is a good question. Point. Are we still talking about porn? <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. Adult films. You say filmmakers yeah. and all the studios. <laughs> Put that under a montage. <laughs> well, Ron's giving the, giving the porn industry some serious clout here, yeah, guys. Man. That's what I'm saying, man. Much love to y'all. <laughs> Keep doing what you do. Big, yeah. Been a big part of my life. <laughs> what were you saying? Like that is a cinema, man. It's, it's one of those things that just follows you, man. They do, but, okay, they but do have some cinematic adult films out there. Sure, there's some big big names that have out like produced some of these. You know, really, I mean, like, cool. absolutely. I mean, a lot of people um, got their careers. Sasha Steven St. Croix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, <let's see. laughs> uh, Sasha Gray was Boy. in a, a Steven Soderbergh film. Yeah, right. Well, there's a lot of crossover now. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm all for it. Well, whatever. I know man. someone who knows Sasha Gray. Like personally, you know, per- per- knows personally. Gray. <laughs> no, no, personally. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so oh, Ron, how many times have you seen Heat? Oh man, I probably have seen Heat. It's probably in the top five movies that I've watched the most. Like, I know that for a fact, the number one movie that I've seen the most is the 1966 Batman Adam West movie. Like, that's my Star Wars right there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then Star Wars is, like, next. And then, <laughs> and then like, probably Heat shortly after that. You know what I mean? Like, I've watched this movie, like, I could recite this entire movie to you. There's some lines in this movie. Oh man, it's great, man! I um, think this movie too. It has such such rewatchability because there's so much to it. Yeah, like every little scene, you could just study the scene for like a day. You know, we 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 could probably have about six different episodes about this movie. Absolutely. It's well, I don't want to get too deep in the in the conversation of the film because we have. Another forty-five minutes to, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so Ron, speaking of adult themed, <laughs> hey, yeah, let's go yeah, back to that. Man. Yeah, uh, the segues we yeah. have tonight, <laughs> killing it. He, uh, uh, speaking yeah. of adult films, it's gonna be the first rated R episode of Spicy. We Boys. haven't no, said anything. It's all it's all right. We, we kept it we above curse. board. We here, curse man. a lot. I feel do like. we? I do. So you you just really like Elon Musk and. Chris oh yeah, 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 yeah. If he Elon gets Musk, really patriotic. If, if Chris Nolan, uh, if Elon Musk finds a Chris Nolan film, I'd be like, "That's it. That's that, it. That, huh? That's how, it for me." How do you feel about Christopher Nolan, Ron? Oh, I, I really love Nolan. I that's think he's amazing. I think he's kind of like our Kubrick now. This generation's <gasps> yeah. Kubrick. I think. Run, run, yeah. run. Love you. Oh man, hey man, I love you too, Joe. But I, I know it, seriously. I I really think he's great. Because we were talking about like movies, well, I was, you know, movies you have to see in theaters. Mm-hmm. 
Do you feel like Dunkirk's a movie you can watch at home? <laughs> you should watch at home, I guess. Um, I, I really think a movie like Dunkirk needs to be watched in the theater only because of the sound. Audio. Yeah. yeah the audio. Absolutely. I mean, it's a gorgeous looking movie. I can't remember who DP'd it. Do you remember? Um, Hoyt Van Hoytema. He's oh, wow. the... Uh, um, he did Interstellar than this, so this is the second film with Chris Nolan. Because the previous DP who had like for the longest time wanted to direct. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and he, he did the uh, Transcendence. Transcendence, or yeah, yeah. Oof. Oof. that was Oof. rough. Rough man. Oof. <laughs> I mean, like Johnny Depp, but Jesus. I don't even like Johnny Depp anymore, man. <laughs> what happened to that bro? Like honestly, really quick, like you guys individually tell me right now, what happened to Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp happened to Johnny Depp. I, don't, he just, I mean, what was with that? What's that um, cologne ad that he was in last year? And did you see that? It oh, was, yeah. Mm, yeah, it was you know, super messed up. Yeah, it's like he's got this mascara on, and he <laughs> looks like this vampire rock and roll dude, and he's in a club, and he bashes some guitar, I think, in, and then jumps in a fast like Dodge Charger, and then goes to the desert, and all in the background it's like this guitar wailing or whatever, and he digs something up in the desert and it's this bottle of cologne <laughs> what what what's it's like co- savage yeah. oh my god yeah and it's like dude seriously like you're kind of a character of yourself now it sounds like even... a super bowl ad yeah was it, it? no 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 <laughs> sounds like it sold out to him yeah but it's like i mean guys all about just stacks now he didn't even oh care. yeah it has yeah. to be yeah. well and you hear the stories about him spending like ungodly amounts of money like every month on wine and stuff like that yeah. he's, he's just blowing his but uh, he should have he should have paid attention to this last wife, man, because Amber, that was something right there. <laughs> yeah. Also a native Austinite. Also yeah. Oh yeah. Amber Heard. Yeah. Yes. From Austin. Yeah. She, she got it. cast in a Friday Night Lights the movie, and then her career just blew up from there. A girl with something uh, special, man. She dated Elon Musk. She did. Yeah. But uh, Johnny, going Jesus. back to Johnny wow. Depp though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, you know, I I think what happened to him is he. I think when he was younger, he kind of seemed like a little bit of a normal, like a more normal guy. In re, in you retrospect, mean career, what, career choices, career or? choices, and and just kind of the 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 way that he presented. But I think like he got more popular the more eccentric that he got. So he you know he did the Pirates of the Caribbean, and that was kind of out there. And you know everybody loved Jack Sparrow, and then you know and then he gets an into all, all this kind of more like hardcore uh, well i guess what was the the tim burton he did the, uh, the mad hatter right oh yeah yeah uh, alice in wonderland right yeah. yeah so he just gets like the he's Willy getting, Wonka. right so he's, get, he's getting more popular the more eccentric he gets and i, I think that just see I, know, he couldn't put those I, couldn't I think you're right, but I think it's the opposite. You know, he started off making really eccentric choices at the beginning. You know, he was working with Tim Burton, like uh, Edward Scissorhands, uh, uh, and then he, like, did Ed Wood, which I think was his last best film, to be honest with you. Right. Um, And uh, Cry Baby with John Waters, you know what I mean? So he started off kind of really kind of setting himself apart, you know, from everybody else. And then when he started going more mainstream, with Pirates of the Caribbean and Willy Wonka, and because what? Tim Burton basically became like a studio director yeah. for Warner Brothers, that's a good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so then it just kind of like it just kind of took away like that thing that made him cool. You know what I mean? So maybe he tried to to overcompensate for that, and then exactly. It, then it kind of just ruined him, right? And he's kind of a man out of time now because it's like Johnny, that that 
style, you rockin' bro. It's kind of 90s, dude. Like Totally. Come on, man. To this day, I have no idea where he's from. Is he French? No. He's like from like the Midwest or or the South or something. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he's a small town boy. Yeah. He's just kind of making the big city. Country mouse in the city. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I can sleep at night now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Johnny Depp sounds like Johnny Depp needs to be listening to our podcast because we're going to figure his his life out for him. He needs to be in one of those. uh, Find a, a really, you know, upcoming filmmaker has an amazing script and just resurrect his career like one of those but do you uh, think he cares at this point that's a good question <laughs> i don't think he does <laughs> no, honestly yeah he probably wouldn't care if he, he i mean had success i haven't again. seen that cologne ad but just yeah. from the sound of that that oh, sounds like watch it. well that was the same cologne ad where like right after he got in trouble with all the amber heard stuff there was like the the one page ad of a cologne where he like had his like hand around some chick's throat and it was oh, just yeah. like what in the <laughs> oh, world are you thinking yeah that's right that's right. That was that same campaign. I think. Yeah. 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 It's like, I wonder who the creative, like, I wonder what, what kind of cocaine was in the, the uh, creative room behind that <laughs> ad. Just nonstop. Probably the good, the good kind. <laughs> the white kind. The white kind. <laughs> There's different kinds. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh my God. It's going to be one of the best episodes. It's going to be pretty good. So, <laughs> Brad, you're kind of quiet over there today. Yep, yeah, one of those days, you know. Oh uh, yeah, you uh, you doing all right? You uh, you see any good movies lately? You want to talk about it? Good movies? Yeah. The most recent movie I saw was Heat. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, rewatched yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I rewatched it. Yeah, Man. fantastic movie. I've only seen it. That's my second time seeing it. All right. Yeah. All right. Here's a question for you, really quick. Did it feel dated to you? No. Wow. It did. Oh, well. I guess I mean, just feel dated. That's tough. No, I wouldn't say. I feel like a lot of '90s action movies are like we're at their prime. I feel like today's action movies don't quite. I feel like they're too much. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. To the, to the point where like too much shit going on. Too much. Way too much. I mean, we've talked about this with Michael yeah. Bay and stuff, and yeah. this it's hard to, to focus in, and I yeah. want more of like. I want the story and then I want the action side yeah. of it too. Well, and maybe I should rephrase the question because I think that's the testament of Heat is that it can stand the test of time because it's so well made and the story yeah. is so good and and just everything about it is copied to this day. It's informed so many like shoot 'em up bank robber movies, you yeah. know what I mean? And and thrillers. I mean, Christopher Nolan, that first scene in Dark Knight. He was totally influenced by Heat. Oh, that was, yeah. Like that whole bank scene with the Joker introduction, that was all Heat, man. Oh, that was too, yeah. You can feel that same vibe in that scene. You know what I mean? Even the music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's come out and said, man, I bit I bit that. I bit Michael Mann on that, man. I, that, was, that was all him, you know? But so, anyways, to go back to the question, like, I watched the 4K restoration that they did in theaters, like, uh, in May of last year. And uh, it was at the Alamo. And um, <laughs> and uh, um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. I know. Right, 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 sorry, cool. sorry, sorry. It's all good. Um, 
4K, yeah. 4K, 4K, so 4K restoration. Yeah, so so watching it and the the transfer looked beautiful, and I was watching it with fresh eyes for the first time. Like, and I don't know how many times I'd watched it since, you know, since last week or so. Yeah, probably right, right, exactly. And watching it like, like, I just thought for the first time, wow, that looks twenty two years old. Yeah, to me, like just look looks wise, style, clothing, cars. Like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, there's a scene where the, I think there's a Camaro coming around the corner and I was just like, holy shit, <laughs> stuff like that. But in yeah. terms of like, yeah, no, I mean, I guess it's, it seemed dated. I didn't watch the restoration version either. Yeah, yeah. So, but for me, I don't know. I tend not to look at like, I feel like a lot, some of the best movies were made in the nineties. So I yeah. tend to, I don't think about, I guess how outdated they can be because i feel like that's where a lot of original ideas came from yeah just like you mentioned the dark knight um pulling from that so it was one of those for me it was one of those things that like when i watched it it was like well first of all i kind of forgot the cast in it that was like the big thing how many major names were in that movie big names i mean we could probably go through and list multiple but jeremy piven <laughs> Huge names. <laughs> Bud Court. Bud Court was in it. It's interesting because I have people, a lot of people talk. I mean, I've talked to people about like action movies and people always bring up heat, but no one's really like gotten in depth with the movie before. Yeah. That's what we're about to do. That's, right? that's why we're here. Yeah. That's why we're here. Huh. Well, and let me just go back to that. It felt dated to me because, and I'm older than you guys. So I remember like that movie in theaters and, and it just reminded me of like, I was like, damn, I'm kind of old. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I still think it's what, a classic. What, why, what makes it, I mean, I'm sure there's multiple things, but like what makes that one of your favorite movies of all time? I mean, I know there's probably multiple aspects of that movie that you could definitely choose, but yeah. What is it about that movie that I think when I first saw it, man, I really connected to it because um, I think Michael Mann does this so well and he did and I'm going to be critical of my boy Michael Mann because I love him but his most recent year's output has been a little disappointing um, but at the time like he was on a hot streak man eater or not man eater <laughs> man hunter <laughs> We're back to adult films <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> man eater starring uh, Sasha Gray. <laughs> I'd watch a Michael Mann porn. Yeah, heck yeah, man. Yeah. Would you yeah. watch one called Man Eater? Right, God. Right. All right. So he did Thief. Actually, Thief was he did The Fog, which was like this kind of that was his first feature, and then he did uh, Thief, which with James Caan, which I highly recommend. Criterion's got a. a a version they released like a couple of years ago. It's beautiful. Loan it to you guys anytime you want. Uh, and then he came out with Manhunter, <laughs> which is an awesome movie. That's gr- I, I think that's really underrated. Great movie. Great movie. And then what did he come out after that? I can't remember. And then Heat. He did. Well, uh, he did my. He did Miami Vice on Miami TV. Vice. He was right. involved with that and the Crime Story with Dennis Farina. And then he did. All right, Brad's looking it up. Here we go. Um, 
So, so Ron, so, so, uh, originally this was written as a, as a TV series, right? Exactly. LA takedown, mm-hmm. uh, was a series he did. Uh, it was, uh, made for TV movie actually that he did for NBC mm-hmm. that aired in the early to mid eighties. Did I he think. do, sorry. What's that? Did he, uh, last of the Mohicans. That's what it was. Last of the Mohicans was before heat. Daniel. Dan. Yeah. Your boy, Daniel D. <sighs> Daniel D. Danny D. Danny Diggity D. DDL. Yeah. Diggity DL. Um, so, um, so back, so he was doing LA Takedown. Oh, yeah. So he did LA Takedown and it was made for TV movie. You can watch it on YouTube. It's actually like scenes directly lifted from this movie. It's basically crazy. heat, but he's just kind of fleshed it out a little bit more. Oh, yeah. nice. Was there another movie in between those? Last of the Mohicans and, and LA Marathon. Takedown. LA Takedown. And then Last of the Mohicans. Oh, okay. Then Heat. Yeah. Then Heat. Okay, wow. Okay. The Insider. <laughs> Insider was afterwards, which yeah. is a great movie, man. Amazing. So I, I've always been, from what it sounds like, it, so it was like Heat came to fruition because of like him was was he writing it te- was he writing it for a made for tv movie or was it like a it was was it like a pitch almost that like a pilot that kind of went wrong and cuz cuz I kind of think that you know the story of this movie kind of reminds me of uh, uh Mulholland Drive mm. where it's you, you know it's like supposed to be something else and it just kind of turns into a masterpiece yeah, man. I don't know. Um, I think, from what I remember reading, um, uh, L.A. Takedown was a feature, and I think that was kind of one of his, like, I guess that's kind of when he had a relationship with NBC with Miami Vice. Oh, okay. Because he was, yeah. like, in charge yeah. with that. So I think that was, like, this kind of add-on, I'm sure, that he just tacked on to that whole deal. Right. Yeah. And, and then kind of just excuse me, refine the script, and then that's what ended up becoming Heat. Kind of, kind of. you don't see that a lot, a director that goes out and makes a makes something, and then he's, years later, he goes back and he's like, I can, I can make this so much better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I want, I want to kind of go back and talk about what you talked about earlier, but, so you saw the 4K restoration? Oh, yeah. Did it, did it change the movie for you? It did. Actually, I saw things in the movie that I hadn't seen before. And a lot of that was because, you know, most of the time I'm just watching it on cable. Every time it comes on cable, yeah. you know, there's movies that like when you're changing oh, yeah. the channels and you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh man, like I got to watch LA Confidential every time it's on, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like Boogie Nights, I got to watch that, you know? <sighs> Love Boogie and Nights. And so Heat, like broadcast wise, even on like a nice high def monitor, you still lose a little bit in that original transfer. And this one, man, it like, it's vibrant and the colors are beautiful and it really gives off like, you know that's why man is like a master at what he does. Cause not only does he like, I mean that whole movie is this is like a few colors. Mm. Like honestly, mm-hmm. it's like blue and blacks and, and grays and silvers. And it's intended to be that way because it's supposed to be cold. Yeah. You know, it's supposed to feel like just really cold and steely, just like Neil Macaulay's heart, man. Well, <laughs> yeah. All right. Too cold to hold. <laughs> too hot to handle. Too, too cold to, to hold. Um, Let's uh, for our uh, beverage of choice, you guys. Uh, Ron, you want to introduce what you Talk brought to us about uh, what you brought for the spicy boys tonight? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let me just take a quick drink of it right now. <laughs> mm. So um, here we go. Um, so we've got um, 
um, you know, I'm been in Austin for 22 years. I'm an Austinite, and I wanted to support my fellow Austin brothers and sisters. And so I brought over um, a cool stack of Austin East Siders, Ooh, dry man. cider. This is our first uh, cider, correct? Yep, first cider so far. Nice, right on. I think it, it makes them the best cider. Yeah. I think it like it's really crisp and clean, and it feels light, and um, it pairs really well with marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to tell you. <laughs> I, uh, um, this is probably my favorite out of all the their um, line of, of ciders. Mm-hmm. I feel like the uh, I just had which one's the orange can? Uh, blood orange. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. a little too sweet for me. Me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah this too. one is pineapple. This is the OG. Yeah, with, yeah the OG. It's yeah. original. Yeah, and you know, all like uh, before, like I went gluten free. Like I'm sorry, that's why. I need to apologize. I know, sorry, but I always thought like ciders were just like whatever, man. Ciders, who drinks ciders? Come on, man. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like I was like, man, well, I guess I can't drink beer because I went gluten free. I'm gonna try the cider, and I loved it, man. So. My, my apologies to all the cider community out there for anything I might have said previously. <laughs> uh, we have I'm a, behind we, you all the way. We have it we have, all recorded. We have a good a good reach on the cider community here. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. what it's spicy voice. But it's this is the best cider I've had. Yeah, I mean yeah. personally, me too. You know, there's whatever reds ale. What is it? Reds apple. Reds apple ale. And then uh, there's one more that I've had that um, Angry Orchard. Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah. Separate. That's the same thing. I don't know, but sorry. No, I'm just saying. I'm not just saying it because it's from Austin. No, I think no, no. They make some of the best cider. They do, and you, and you know why it's different from a lot of ciders that you'll have. I so don't, I don't know why. Tip- <laughs> <laughs> so typically, uh, for ciders, what they do is is they use like Granny Smith apples or or like normal apples. But back in the day, they used to actually have cider apple farms, and that was the 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 apple that you were supposed to use whenever you made a cider. Hmm. And then in Prohibition times because those apples were only grown to make cider so alcohol was the only use for them so they burned down and cleaned out all of the cider apple trees like around the u.s so there's none left and so austin east ciders was the first cider to actually start and grow their own cider apple orchard and that's they use that so it's it's not as sweet and and cider traditionally is not supposed to be sweet wow you learn something new every day. Every day. Are you sponsored by Austin I know. Insiders? Not no, yet, but I'm, we're yet. trying to be. <laughs> we're That's our plug. That. Yeah, yeah I like I'm that. tag the hell out of them on social media. <laughs> Heck yeah! It's funny. I, I, so all these posts that we've been, you know, uh, um, yeah, we have a social media IG at Spicy Boys Podcast. Um, so <laughs> like, um, share, subscribe, rise and grind. Yeah, <laughs> we would, you know, we 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 would post. Um, uh, on Instagram and Facebook about what episode and what movie and, and I mean what beer we're drinking and I would I would tag all these breweries and I mean sure enough like most of them would like the post and uh, that's it tells us okay they're actually <laughs> they, they see yeah us. they see they it see yeah. Here. They yeah got to yeah gotta so let them know then hopefully get some sponsorship yeah well I'm a big fan of Austin East Siders uh, original flavor and I have some of the other flavors at home for those who come by and visit. Um, so I just want to say they've got my support. So, <laughs> heard it here first. If you're listening right in, here. you're a fan of the Spicy Boys. 
Ron, if you if you'll join us, oh, grab yeah. your grab your uh, your other one. Oh sure. <laughs> I know it's a little early. Yeah, that's right. But if you want to, uh, if you're listening along and you're sitting at home and you all sit down and you want to crack a cold one with the spicy boys, now's the time to pop that top. Ooh, that was nice. Sounds yeah. like that sounds like the OG. Mm-hmm. That's, Ooh, that's good. Uh, See, and that's not sweet. Yeah, Ooh, no, it's refreshing. It's scary because it's not sweet, and it's you say it's refreshing, and it's next thing you know, you're you're just plastered. <laughs> Jeff, it's easy come to, on, it's easy to it's easy to drink. Have you had have you had a few <laughs> nights when you had some uh, cider? Oh man, um, they creep up on you. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Jeff's oh, yeah. like I, absolutely. I had I started drinking two ciders. Next thing I, I woke up on Sixth Street. In front of the casino El Camino, dude. I'm a lightweight. A six pack of air with six pack of beer that lasts me like a week. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. So, Ron, recently we've been doing this thing in the podcast where each of us will have our own logline of the film. What we think the logline is. The, the what? Logline. Like the, log the, the, the oh. one line description like a, of what the movie is. Like oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. probably already know it. Oh, man. Yeah. I but don't. You, but you have to keep it, you know. Like uh, within about a, a sentence to two sentences. Yeah. Okay. So, and uh, we each, you know, have our turn to say what we think the logline of the film is. Then afterward, we're, uh, we're actually going to read the actual logline see how close or how far there's, there's no pressure i like this i like it. well for uh, me i'm terrible at these i'm, I'm bad at this so oh, man, I could, there's I, not gonna be ryan like, ryan's ryan is good at this ryan's fairly, he, pretty yeah. good. It's, my, it's my thing but he's, he's a thing, I mean, thing he's a ryan. savant we've always known that i feel, total I, savant. I feel like this is a night that you take take the the belt all right yeah. ryan because yeah. this is your film this all is right. your movie so you know it better than anybody okay you ready so, are you are you wanting to start it? You want to go first? Well, I'll drop it down right now. All right, now. here we go. Oh, free versus it. So this is yeah. Ron's logline. I don't want to go after Ron. Yeah, I don't want to go after Ron. Oh, <laughs> I don't right. want to go after Ron. If he's ready, right. we'll let him do it. All right, so Ron. Freestyle it. Ron's logline log for the film Heat. A detective and a bank thief find mutual respect. In a crime saga that takes place in Los Angeles. Oh my God. There's no top in that. Yeah. <laughs> should we even try? I don't Yeah, I don't we should. Because <laughs> now we're all just going to try to I sound like a, say what you said. I sound like a five-year-old when I do my log lines. <laughs> a group of bank robbers the, the, <laughs> try to rob a bank in LA. Uh, <laughs> Al Pacino stops them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, man, sorry about that. I should have waited till the end. I should have waited. That's usually yeah, why I go first. Man, you oh, dropped. Damn, you dropped the no, bomb it's there. Cool. It's cool. You dropped. Yeah, you dropped the bomb there. I was good. That no, was I think so good. good. The mutual respect part's the yeah. one of the key points to that whole thing. God. For All me, right. who wants to go next? I don't. Ryan, you want to do this? I'm gonna try. You want to take the belt back? I'm not gonna get that <laughs> belt. Back. Let's see. Uh, A retiring thief. Oh, good. That's a good one. Oh, see, <laughs> oh, take the belt. <laughs> All I said was that. He's and everybody done. was like, "Oh, skip the next one." A retiring thief. Bates. 
Jesus Bates. Bates. That's what I'm hey, saying. Hey, uh, the master. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I filmed by Michael Mann. <laughs> uh, I can't think of the, what I'm trying to say right now. Oh, Bates, a motivated detective. <laughs> All right, I'm not gonna go every time I say Okay, so a, a retiring thief, Bates, a motivated. <laughs> okay, now I get it. Now I get it. I probably not say Bates in it. A retiring thief. Lures? Lures. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Is that good? Yeah, lures a, a motivated detective and finds a common bond set in LA. Oh, man. That's, the common bond thing's good. That's actually pretty good. Oh, well, it's mute. That's the same yeah. thing you said. It's yeah. just another word for it. Yeah. That's why I feel bad. No, no, no. That's good. All right, Brad. B Rad. B Rad. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for this. No one's ready for this. <laughs> I can't top can't top what you guys came up with. So it's like Ooh. He can't use saga, he can't use lure or bait. <laughs> you don't use bait. <laughs> it's there's a lot of radio well, silence. Cause, well, cuz like I don't want to I've always went first on these. So I feel yeah. like whenever oh, I, So originally man, I when ruined I, it. I ruined no, it. No, 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 it's not Damn. that. I just originally I kind of was like cuz it makes more sense to what you guys said in terms of it's it's more of a story about the two individuals. I mean, there's a group of people. So I was going to mention like a group of bank robbers or a gr- mm-hmm. group of thieves, but that's not really what it's about. So I'm just, I'm just going to ramble with words, trying to make myself sound smart. <laughs> two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. This is tough. <laughs> we got time here. I'm going to help you. Uh, yeah. Give- screaming Italian detective. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> the two guys from The Godfather 2. Pacino. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is tough. Like, really. I still want to do a group of people. I, I still want to do, like, a group of bank robbers. <laughs> say, say do that, it. Well, you could yeah, totally do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, is gr- your, this is your lug line. Yeah. A group of bank robbers find themselves on one last Ooh. I don't want to say mission but one last heist yeah heist yeah. that's it that's good <laughs> that works for me oh I no, got a good I, one I got a good one oh man you you got another one no no but you go you go you go oh you can, you can go no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't have no, I don't have anything yet uh how about wanna, go yeah Right. Maybe we can all, you guys can help me finish this. Okay. An ex con that lives by a code doesn't live there anymore. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what? That was actually really good. That's yeah, good. That was that's good. good. Yeah. An ex cop. No, an ex no, con. Ex-con. An ex con who lives by code. Brent. Plots his retirement. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Plots his retirement. Uh, Bates and <laughs> he plots his retirement, and in the process, finds out that he has more in common with his enemy than he originally thought. 
you're on the right track with that. Yeah. You're on it the just, right I track. just need yeah. to, it needs to be said differently. The yeah. whole ex-con thing sounds like the log line straight out of a 95 movie. Totally. Well, yeah. it was a 95 movie. No, I know. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's yeah. like that makes it that much better. So, right. All right. I'm just going to go. Go. And close my eyes. Under the bl- bright lights of City of Angels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's good, right? Yeah. Under that's the bright good. lights of City of Angels. A cool, calm, and collected bank thief does his thing under the telescopic eyes of a very angry and loud cop. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I did. So, the the one thing out of that that I would say that was City of Angels was telescope. Telescope, yeah, that's what I see. Because. He used the Michael Mann during that movie. He used those like those long lenses. Mm-hmm. Golly, that made for some. But I, I get anxiety from these log lines. Yeah, I oh, hate wow, them. Wow, yeah, man. man. All right, here Woo. we go. Right. Good tough. job, guys. I think I'm going to give right. it to Ron. Yeah, Ron takes the game. Thanks, yeah. man. Thanks. Um, so you, were, you cut your teeth on that movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Movies Heat. I did. Directed what? by Michael Mann. Ninety-five. 95. Released in 95. Yep. What's... Oh, the real logline. Yeah, line. what's the real yeah, logline? Yeah. That's what I'm waiting Here's, for. Um, the real logline of the film. Um, see how close we... Uh... A talking fish. <laughs> <laughs> One man and eight Arctic dogs. Don't... Don't... <laughs> fight through the Iditarod. <laughs> <laughs> don't be confused with The Heat with Sandra Bullock. Right. right. Yeah, okay. Which I was really upset. So we pulled these loglines yeah, from IMDb. How, how could they do that? All right. From IMDb. Oh. Oh. See, I feel like it, a group of professional bank robbers nice. start, to feel, start to feel the heat from police when they unknowingly leave a clue at their latest heist, while both sides attempt to find balance between their personal and professional lives. I like Ron's better. better. I do too. But the ending of that logline is exactly what this movie's about yeah yeah they nail that that and the the end part mm-hmm. about read that last line again um while both sides attempt to find balance between yes. their personal and professional that, that's yes. a good point absolutely because to me that's what this movie is really about like mm-hmm. everybody thinks it's about like a heist and it's about action and shoot them up but heat is a movie about relationships baby that's what i'm saying because it's a relationship between and, and it's like man and woman relationship look yeah. at Pacino and his wife you know she's on the outs there that whole relationship is going down the tubes because he works too hard and she's just kind of on the rebound you know what I mean mm-hmm. and all hopped up on anti-anxiety meds or whatever and then De Niro and his girl and how they meet and how all of a sudden at the end like that's kind of all in question you know what I mean Especially because of the code that he lives by. Uh-huh. And that's kind of the kicker with all that. Um, and then uh, Dennis Haysbert, who plays the ex-con that works at the restaurant um, that De Niro sees when they need a driver yeah. for the heist, when Danny Trejo can't do it. Um, uh, him and his wife at the bar, remember, when he's there and he's just like, you know, what's you so proud of me for, girl? You know, or whatever. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, um, he's that guy from the the insurance commercials or all state all state, all state. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah i didn't want to disrespect him by saying the all state guy yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no he's awesome um 
one of my favorite actors. Um, but uh, um, uh, and then you've got the relationships between men, like just between like the core bank robbers, De Niro, mm-hmm. uh, Val Kilmer. Um, oh, Val Kilmer and his wife Ashley Judd. That's a whole nother relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Right Val, Kil- Val, Val, Val Kilmer's hair. I was going to say Ooh. the pony ponytail <laughs> oh, was man. like that's that's the outdated yeah. part. I think true. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys think it was real, or was it like is real hair? Ooh. I hope it was real. I think it was. Real. It looked it real. Looked real. I hope. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. Kilmer was that dude was crazy though. Oh, I, man, it looked yeah. real. Still is me. Yeah. I don't know, man. Hollywood, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know that um, Robert, oh, Robert De Niro's uh, mohawk and taxi driver was fake. Yeah. 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 Okay. Never mind. All right. <laughs> it looked really well known. Yeah. All yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All that blood was fake too, Jack. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> those yeah, you, guns. Those guns didn't have bullets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know my favorite line out of Heat, though. It, it, well, I got. I guess the favorite line that's delivered is is Pacino and that guy when he's yelling at that dude. Oh, that oh yeah. You, Ron, you probably know the line. Are you talking about Frank Azaria? Yeah. Yeah. The the guy that is like cheating with Ashley Judd. Yeah. yeah. He's like. You, you, because you got a great big ass. Or like, you know? like Pacino was unhinged in this. This oh, was yeah. the first movie because you guys saw *Scent of a Woman*, right? And I think that came out after *Heat*. I think no, it came out before *Heat*. I think. Anyways, but that's the one where he started yelling. And his, yeah. you know, and he was like, "Ah, who are Charlie?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was before he just carried he, on. Yeah, and then he just kind of carried that on into this character. And there's that scene where he goes to like his informant. And he's like, "Give me all you got! Give me all you yeah. got!" And you see, uh, who's the uh, the actor that plays the cop uh, that was in Forrest Gump? Oh yeah, uh, Bubba. Yeah, yeah, Bubba, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, but he's like staring at Pacino, like, "Oh my God! Like, is this guy really screwing there? Like, he's <laughs> looking at the camera, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Keeping this? Like, what the? That's fuck? the one thing I love about this movie is you have this seasoned um, thief who is very calm and cool and very, yeah, very precise about." His move, you know, moves in his the way he speak and the way he presents himself. Then you have this cop who is just very loud and just risky and just all over the place. Right. And but you know, I mean, it, how I mean, you know that they might be you know total opposite of spectrum, but you know that this guy. I mean, both of them are really good at what they they're do. They're both disciplined. Yeah, That's they're the both this, just different types of discipline. Right. Different yeah. line of work. Yeah, because the scene where. Um, um, the first, I guess, the initial, uh, the the heist, you know, the the the, the um, with the the big the big truck and the ambulance and all that oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, the first yeah, the heist, beginning. Yeah. yeah, the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's when you, you tell, I guess, it's, it's pretty. I mean, you know, Michael Mann's amazing, but it, it's 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 the introduction to Pacino to where once he got to the scene, he was just. Like yeah. you do this. This is why they did this. This yeah. is why this. This is like this, and <laughs> it's very, it's very like uh, he's fast. a calculated dude. Yeah, it's absolutely. Al- it's almost like he's doing this in purpose to kind of catch up to right. to uh, uh, um, Nick, yeah, know, which is the nearest character to because um, yeah. he knows that he has to be one step ahead. Yeah, yeah. right. And the, and the the cop that uh, Michael Mann interviewed, like for that whole script, L.A. Takedown, which ended up becoming Heat, like. This cop, we of course, you know, we of course are so used to this now, but back then it was kind of uh, 
a pretty new thing where these cops would get inside of the criminals' minds, yeah. you know what I mean? And like try to think like them. Yeah. And that's totally Pacino's character, and that's where I think the mutual respect comes from. Yeah. Is that they both they're both so dips, disciplined, they're just both in different lines of yeah. work that just so happen to be on the opposite side of the fence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um so Ron, outside of the diner scene, yeah. what would be your next favorite scene? Oh man, I got a <laughs> lot of favorite scenes, yeah. man. Um uh, uh yeah, ooh, that's a that's a really good question. <laughs> I feel like that's what everyone that's yeah. the that's the the essence of this film right. that that diner scene will between right. uh, De Niro and Pacino. You know, I I'm gonna say like that's a great scene, but it's not yeah. my favorite scene. Oh, okay, yeah, because like um, uh, it's nice to see them face to face, and supposedly it was the first time De Niro and Pacino actually acted together on screen. Because in The Godfather 2... Right, they were in different time periods. in different yeah. time periods, yeah. yeah. And so this was the first time they would be face-to-face, literally face-to-face, you know what I mean? So that's what makes that scene like so amazing. Yeah. But I have to say, my favorite scene is... Oh man, <laughs> that's t- it changes. Is like, there like okay. four things going through your mind? Yeah, there, I've got like yeah. too many favorite scenes. I'm gonna say just okay. I'm you don't want to gonna... commit to something. And well, then... No, I, I I mean I'll tell you about all of them that I want <laughs> that I like. But I'll I'll say the the shootout was insane. The first time you watched that, the big heist, the big heist, yeah. the, big like, heist. the yeah, first yeah. time when you guys watched that, wasn't that like it felt like you were there? Yeah, like it mm-hmm. was so loud and and intense. And the editing in that is so yeah. fast paced, but you're following along on this huge action like sequence that's yeah. happening and it's done so well and it just sounds so freaking scary. See, that's what I was going to say with like exactly what you just said, because mm-hmm. when I watched that scene, I kind of I'm not trying to bring it down. But when yeah. I watched it, I was kind of like, holy shit, like if this is what I feel like this is what someone would actually go through. Yeah. And I don't know if it was the audio. I don't know. It was just like everything about it was just like kind of freaked me out a little bit as you're watching it because you're just like the sound of the gun, the bullets, and then just looking at each character and like, I don't know, the, the emotion that's kind of like flowing through them at that point. It's just yeah. like that That definitely by far was my favorite scene. Yeah. The Yeah. I mean, the buildup. I mean, I, I, there are I mean, movies out there where you kind of... Um, know what it's going to be the payoff and how, what's going to happen in the third act but I feel, I feel like this this film for me it's it's a very the pace of the movie is I, f- I feel like it's unlike any other film I've, I've ever seen um, the build up is very it's well crafted the introduction of the characters and it's uh, I've, I've, I've seen action films to where it's just mostly you know um, um, like car crashes and shootouts and all that stuff, um, which is I mean it's it's you know some some films are you know it, it's nice but I feel like this film, um, I cared more about what's happening in in, in the heist and the shootouts because of what was being the stakes yeah the stakes what's mm-hmm. outside of of you know that scene what's uh, the sort of these people like what what do they do outside of just being robbers and being cops and their yeah. their actual lives. And and adding the um, the, the sound design mm-hmm. and the score, and yeah, it's I mean it's just I was just tense the entire time. Yeah, I think it was one of the first action scenes that felt real. 
You know, like, because, like, mm. uh, you know, when you look at, like, comic book movies, like, comic yeah. book movies didn't start <clears throat> feeling real until Christopher Nolan did Dark Knight. You know what I mean? And you're like, damn, that could actually happen, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, it, man, felt, right? it felt real. Like, this, if you're rich, you'd probably be Batman. <laughs> yeah, right. If you're rich, you can be an Iron Man. Yeah, you know yeah I mean? exactly. Like, yeah. You just got to be rich. Um, uh, which I understand that's probably why you like Elon Musk, right? Oh, he's he's the real life Iron Man. For, he's as the as real life Tony concern. Stark. Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah, for sure. But so anyway, so like, I remember like, like, Remember, like, how many cops were getting, like, shot down yeah. during that scene? And you, like, in most movies before that, like, they sensationalized the violence. So it didn't really feel real. It felt movie-like. Yeah. But this movie and this scene, like, their stakes were higher and it was more intense because people were getting taken down. Mm -hmm. And you felt like, man, I am standing, like, right in the middle of a real firefight right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in your your friends and people that yeah. you knew were going down around you, yeah. yeah. Which you know that's like that's, oh, people always talk about great action movies, and the the one that gets brought up a whole lot is a uh, Die Hard, mm -hmm. which is which is I I think that's a good movie. Yeah, great movie. And you know the the whole movie is just all it is about is is it's about a bro who's just getting over his fear of flying. Do <laughs> <laughs> you, you ever notice that? <laughs> You're right. Yeah, the whole the whole character arc is him conquering his fear of flying. Wow. But God, uh damn it, right. But I feel like I feel like, you know, like Die Hard is a good action flick. Absolutely. And what but, the best. Man, for bros who have feelings, Heat's like the ultimate action movie ever <laughs> made. Um that's why it's my favorite movie. Man. Hell yeah, man. I got feelings too. Hell it's, yeah. It's it's I mean probably my my my, my favorite heist film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it, like I said, it's, it's not, it's, uh, it's not because of the actual high scenes, you know, all the action, it's what's out. It's the, like you said, the, the stakes of the, the, you, you, you care more about what's going on if you know what the characters are going through. Yeah. Like, and yeah. that, that's the brilliant part about Michael Mann's yeah. script is that, mm -hmm. you know, he really develops these characters yeah. like really well. And it's, and it really is a, um, um, a uh, oh, uh, what am I thinking of? An ensemble piece. It's really an ensemble piece yeah. because even though De Niro and Pacino are the leads, you've got like big names that are part of this supporting cast. Yeah. So it has to be an ensemble piece, like by default. You know what I mean? And so for man to really develop each single character really well and concisely. And that's the beauty of this movie is that it's so efficient yeah. in the way that it tells the story, in the way that it uses music, in the way that it's edited, in the way mm -hmm. that it's shot. Like everything is so efficient and clean and steely and cold yeah. and digs right to the heart. You know what I mean? Like for the for the rest of the bank robber dudes, like Trejo and and uh, Sizemore uh -huh. and Kilmer. There's that one scene where everybody's at dinner, right? And they all have their, mm. they're on that big round table big, yeah. and they all have their significant other there yeah. and everybody's having fun, but Neil and Neil has that thing missing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where, that's where man's script is like, man, he really understands like masculinity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, you've got these really testosterone, like, you know, heavy dudes that are like, you know, one's an ex-con, one's a tough cop. At, but you know these guys got feelings too, Brian. Right, that's what I'm getting <laughs> oh, yeah. around to, man. Which uh, I'm starting to think now. Whenever the more we talk about his like the script behind it, mm -hmm. it, it, he had to have been influenced by those old film noir movies, right? Ah, uh, yeah, sure. Like that, like that. I mean, like you think about like Touch of Evil 
Orson Welles and, and uh, Third Man and stuff like that. That's, that's kind of what those movies were. It was right. it was just these good and evils and just like being able to find a way to care about every single person in that move in those movies. That's what made those movies. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm being, I, I've never read Heat or uh, any of Michael Mann's scripts, but now now I want to go back and yeah, kind of. Re- have you have you read it? I've never read the script. I think because I watched the movie so much. <laughs> You're like, like, yeah, uh, just... backwards and forwards. Yeah. I mean, he's like, I haven't read the script. I watched the script. <laughs> I, I wrote the script <laughs> in my dreams every night. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Mann who wrote the script of my life. <laughs> One thing uh, I uh, I really love about this film. I mean, Ryan mentioned it about how um, Michael Mann used. Um, uh, long lenses to shoot the entire mm. film mm-hmm. it's almost like it's whenever you see a close-up or i mean not, not even i mean yeah close-up and a medium shot if like whenever you you have pacino's character or de niro's character on frame and uh, almost in every scene it's a it felt like everything well technically if you have a long lens you will just blur out the background yeah and, and it felt like you just you're totally focused on these people and everything else was just or you know just i mean people whatever is around it does not matter and you got to focus on these people for sure and also i mean as far as uh, cinematography um i love i love when cameras go behind a character and just frame them center and just they just walk and handheld not steady cam just handheld just you know some shake in there i love those frames um and i i noticed that in, in this film like even the uh, beginning of the movie when de niro was in his his ambulance like his emt mm-hmm. um um i get outfit and he was um walking down the stairs oh, such a great scene the music and the music yeah, yeah it's it's a good setup yeah and uh um that it's, I don't know, framing what that. So De Niro's apartment or his condo mm-hmm. and by the beach and and the windows. And yeah, you see the blue out there. It's the so ocean. it's without no. I feel like without knowing his 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 background or what, his character, it, it just have just seeing that frame where him looking outside of this empty beach and it's right. blue. Yeah, it kind of gives you an idea. Okay, this guy's. Yeah, in this need something or? in this very plain, uh, high end uh, apartment. Yeah, uh, with no furniture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that goes by the code that De Niro has. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, was that within like thirty seconds? If you feel the heat, you, around you the just, corner, you just, yeah, you gotta be cool. Leave no trace. That's yeah. right. <laughs> you just gotta you just gotta bounce, man. You know what I mean? Um, and so to speak about what you were saying, like that's. That's man, man. That's Michael Mann. He yeah. is a master of setting the mood and the vibe, and he lets those shots play out. They're these beautifully composed shots, yeah. uh, and just kind of letting them play out and just setting the tone. And that's why edit- editorial wise, that movie is beautiful at setting tone yeah. and setting these um, uh, scenes that really define that character. That doesn't really have to like come out and be so literal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just kind of show you enough of what you need to know about Neil McCauley and his life. Yeah. And that scene pretty much tells it all. And I also feel like uh, that's great that they're completely agree. And I also feel like one of the things that 
he does really well in that movie is is there's this kind of strange medium between like there's certain shots that you see people and you and you feel like you're almost looking at them like from like a closed circuit TV. It's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a very almost like uh, voyeur type yeah. shots. Yeah, and so you you have that, and then you have these these super close up long ends. Where the the background is completely blurred out, yeah, and it almost feels like you're standing in front of that person, <laughs> yeah. and so it's like you have this weird feeling between like, okay, I'm I'm like looking into yeah. something that I'm not supposed to be a part of, yeah. and this character is like he's like in, he's here with me, yeah, you know, totally. I feel like I'm I'm there with him, totally, yeah. So, so um, there's this one thing I want to ask you guys your opinion about because it still to this day confuses me. And it's about like if if it confuses you. So one of the beautiful thing about things about this movie is that it really is like uh, about Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. that's really mm-hmm. what it's about. Like in every location that they shoot at, it's kind of all kind of scattered around LA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and um, uh, nobody shoots LA like Michael Mann does. Like he makes that city looks beautiful, like Collateral. Oh, um, collateral. I, I mean, and that's kind of. I think that was his first like kind of digital camera that he used. Mm-hmm. He's kind of been using one of those. Yeah, like, one of those weird off brands that I believe. Like, I, be, I might be wrong. I think he's Sony. Uh, a Varicam for Collateral. Varicam. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember that beginning or throughout that entire movie, like L.A. looks amazing. The lights, the lights, yeah. and everything like that. Man knows how to shoot that city. He's the only guy that should shoot yeah. that city aside from Wendy Reffin, uh-huh. who totally mm-hmm. like, you know, with drive pretty much was heavily influenced by Michael Mann for sure. I mean, no doubt. Like, I think I even read him saying something about that, but so, all right. So anyway, so Michael Mann makes the city look beautiful. There's that scene, two shot of Robert De Niro, Neil McCauley and Edie, the woman that he meets in the restaurant. Right. And they're sitting on, or they're like standing on the patio or the balcony of her little apartment. Uh huh. And the city, LA, is like in the background. Yeah. Kind of just slightly out of focus and all the lights of the city and yeah. the cars and everything. And it looks like an ocean. Yeah. Like with just weird jellyfish moving around. Like, all right. So what I can't figure out, it looks so clean that I think it's a green screen shot. That's what, okay. <laughs> Do you guys know which shot yeah, I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it bothers me so much. There's that a few of those. There are a couple. Yeah. And it's usually with De Niro and yeah. uh, the whatever that actress is. Yeah, is. yeah. And it's those like really like... When they first met. And when they the, first met. Yeah, and then they went when, to the... Uh, yeah, yeah, and then... But yeah, the, city, the cityscape in the background. Yeah, and then when they're leaving... Uh, trying to get to the airport and they pull yeah. over and De Niro's kind of like, hey man, here's the deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, this is my way out and I really want you to be here. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I never felt anything for anybody. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And that looks green screen as well. Because it looks too clean. It looks too clean. It looks like like De Niro is like so in focus and then that background yeah. is so, so crisp. Crisp, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's like... I don't know if it was a camera that has what's that the lens that does like the foreground background thing. Um, I don't know if it was that or if it was actually green screen. And I think it's green screen. I was convinced I it, was, it was green screen, yeah. but I I don't know. Well, they shot it with ninety three, maybe ninety four. Yeah, I would assume it's green screen. Yeah, 
the, o- the only it. thing is, is they never used a soundstage for that movie. Right. And that's why I think I'm wrong. I don't think it's green screen, but it is bugs it, me so much because it looks like it's comped in. Yeah, well, that, that, that's true. Like, that, that's super weird. Because, right. because, like, he made a point to not do any shooting right. inside. He shot for 108 days or Damn. something like wow. that. Like, that's an insane shooting yeah. schedule. See, I, I, whenever I saw that scene, I, I looked at De Niro's outline is too sharp. Yeah, right. It's way too sharp. Right. So either that's a green screen or they have a really, really good first AC. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's, it's, like, and I can geez. understand how it would be lit to yeah. almost give that appearance. But it bugs me, and that's yeah. that was the one question I wanted to bring to you guys today. Like, if you guys remembered that scene, ah. and if it if it looked weird to you or not, because it always bugs me. I'm gonna say it's CG, it's green screen, but at the same time, I want to be wrong, and because that just tells you the testament of Michael Mann. <laughs> Word. Yeah. So I don't know. I, see, I assumed it was green screen, but I did not know they didn't shoot anything on sound stages. Yeah. So. yeah uh, he was. Cool. He was like. He was just not having it. You yeah. know. He's all about realism, man. And yeah, which is that's what the movie's about. You know? Yeah, man, brother. Yeah. So, um, we we talked in depth about this film, um, and uh, so for 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 the listeners who uh, have not seen it, it's you know it's Heat, not the Heat. <laughs> Do the, not watch the, the heat. heat. No, that's Sandra what? Bullock and uh and you Melissa can watch McCarthy. It, the Heat, yeah, yeah. the Heat, yeah. Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. How, how many times have you seen the Heat? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. How many times have you seen the Heat? Once. Okay. How many times have you seen Heat? I've seen it four times. Four times. Okay. But I hadn't seen it until Ron told me to watch it. I mean, I haven't watched Heat in so long. Yeah. That when I went back and watched it, I was, it was. First of all, I forgot it was three hours long. <laughs> oh my god! But three hours of amaziness. So I yeah I uh, I think I first I first I think I first saw it before I moved to Austin, mm-hmm. and I, I re- saw it way before Austin. Re- yeah, I watched it again. So I've seen it twice, and um, I've seen the Heat one time. <laughs> I think we all have. It's right? pretty. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Um. I mean, you think he's one of the best action films of all time? Yeah. I want to say action film. I, I think he's one of the best heist films of all time. That's well, good point. Well, That's a good well, point. Well, Action's well, very yeah, broad. Pretty broad. Yeah. Broad what time. are some of your favorite action movies? Action or heist? Action. Oh, man. Well, shit. <laughs> action? Like, see, there's action. There's, there's action adventure. Um, I feel like heist is probably a bit... Action film? Oh, man. I don't know, dude. Uh, that's I don't know. That's a hard question. But one of my favorite heist films, Inception. Hey, that's a good one. That's mind <laughs> that's heisting. A good, <laughs> that's a good point. I, I almost, I almost. One of the gifts I thought about getting you guys was totems. Oh, dude. <laughs> For Christmas. Oh my God. But fidget spinners are kind of like to- totems, God. the new totems. So, um, talked about movie film, Heat by Michael Mann. You got if you if you haven't if you guys haven't seen it, you definitely check it out. It's 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 a long it's a long film, but it's worth it, right, Ron? Absolutely. Um, really quick, guys, can you tell me who was your favorite character in the movie? 
Um, the Allstate guy for me. All right, Dennis Haysbert. It's the, uh, it's the, trying to get better. Then, in a in like in a snap of a finger, he's back in it. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's, he didn't have to ask like what's what's you know like how how much am I getting or whatever because he knew exactly how. Nick operates. Yeah. And and or like and have a finger he's back in it and also just have a finger he's gone. Gone. Yeah. It's a good yeah. storyline. Yeah. He's he I mean I I was really invested like where you know like when is this guy going to be involved in yeah. this big heist? Right. And he you know he he went in like oh my my pearl officer you know told me come here blah 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 and and the manager's like just talking shit at him and he just he right. was just taking it it's like this is what I need to do to move on and get better. I'm going to do he it. He knew what he needed to do yeah. to get better. Right. Then De Niro just walked in and was like, hey, yes or no, right now. Yep. Are you in or you're out? Yeah. And it's just, oh, man. Yeah. Then seeing his his uh, his uh, his wife, his girlfriend's oh, face, watching the news. and Yeah. yeah. At oh. the bar looking for him. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, obviously, like, outside of De Niro and Pacino, but, yeah, it's the, the, yeah. he's probably, like, one of yeah, my favorite character. Oh, nice. Ryan? Yeah. I like them all. Well, really thought about that. Yeah, you were like, like what? I, I don't know. It's weird. It's like every story arc in that movie is just it's great. Mm-hmm. It's hard to to be like that. That was my favorite character. Yeah. yeah. I all right. Um, I love when you I'm sorry when you build I, someone up. Bad to do. Dude, yeah. No, dude, yeah. I love when you build someone up and and you know like oh it's then you just boom just drop them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, be right. I don't follow this guy, Tom Sizemore. Sizemore? Tom Sizemore. Yeah. yeah, Tom Sizemore. Yeah. Also, I in think True Romance. Oh, that's a yeah. Good point. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Saving Private Ryan. Yes. <laughs> Before the final heist and adult films, <laughs> isn't De Niro trying to talk him out of like? He's you, right. He's telling him he's like, hey man, you got to make your own decision, man. This is the, you know this is it. Afterwards this is a big one. And Tom Sizemore goes, I'm with you, Neil. Yeah, like, you want? Let's do it. He's like, yeah, oh, but, the, but like, they already have enough. They can move on. They can, he has plenty to live off of. Plenty, you know. And I feel like that just shows you like their commitment to to the heist and everything. So the game, man, to the to, game. To, yeah, to the game. Yeah. Um. So Tom Sizemore. Yeah. Wow. That was Michael Chirito. That was the name of his character. Okay. He was the guy that called everybody slick. Slick. Yeah. Slick. Yeah. So I got two favorites. Uh, one is and Ryan, I thought you were gonna pick this Wayne Grow man. Oh, come on, man. Wangro. That Wangro. totally the. Oh, man. <laughs> Wangro, oh, like, man. I have this theory, like, for the longest time, that um, there are two of the greatest movie villains ever. And one of them is Wangro from Heat, and the other is Wes Hightower, Scott Glenn in Urban Cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> two, both characters, like, think of both characters. If you guys have seen mm-hmm. Urban Cowboy, like, not once in the entire movie of Heat or Urban Cowboy do you actually like go, I kind of like that guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, kind of, I'm kind of rooting for him. Not once. Like, every, <laughs> like you just, you were like, God, that guy is a bastard. <laughs> that, <laughs> that guy is a bastard. Um, you, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. It's mm-hmm. it's one thing about this film is I I didn't know who to root for the cop or the right or the the robber. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah conflicted the entire time. Yeah. And that was the beauty of, yeah. of that whole thing because. 
even uh, I think Pacino's character was like, I kind of like this guy. You yeah. know what I mean? He wanted him to win, but it was his job to stop him. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other favorite character was Danny Trejo. Who uh, played Trejo. That was his yeah. name. Yeah. And I just liked it when he called up Neil right before they saw Dennis Hay- Haysburg yeah. as the grill man. And he, you know, he's like, man, I, you know, uh, hey, man, I'm sorry, Holmes, but uh, um, they, I, they're all over me, man. I can't lose them. You know he, what I mean? He said something about, I don't want to let you down. Yeah, it's like I don't the, let the you last down, thing you want know? to do is yeah. let you down. He just hung up. Yeah. yeah. He didn't even let De Niro like, respond. <laughs> he already knew, dude. And yeah. then when De Niro found him in his cool, like, house on stilts, yeah. And when Wangro and the boys already got there, and he's like, "Come on, Holmes, <laughs> do me in, Holmes, do me a favor, Holmes," and then Neil like, "Bam, bam, don't leave me like, don't leave me like this." That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> do that again, Jeff. Do uh, again. Don't leave me like this. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Come what's on, that? Holmes. What's that Pacino line in the movie when he finds a guy in the house that's <laughs> staying in his ex-wife's house? Oh yeah, and um, he's like, you know, he's like, you dead tech. Homo living. Yeah. He said, you, uh, he He's like, you're living here and your dead, your ex husband's dead tech, homo, <laughs> architect house. Bullshit. Architect you bullshit. <laughs> you can sleep in my wife or, or sit in my couch, yeah. but you can never watch, watch my, my TV. TV. <laughs> that little tune TV. Wasn't that hilarious? Love That's that. That's amazing. Scene. So yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was it. awesome. Um, so, uh, we're going to rate this film, Ryan. Oh, man. Based on the Spicy Boys Scoville scale. We're just right so behind you. So if you could turn around oh, and uh, admire so our, uh, I like that. You pick what you would rate this film. So that's that's one through ten. Right. Um, I'm going to have to say that, I mean, for me, my money is all the way on Spice X. Oh, oh, the man. first ever first Spice ever. X rating. First ever? Really? For a Spice Boys movie. Wow. No, I rated, I rated Children of Men in 10. Did you? Yeah. Look at that. Well, I thought you did Carolina Reaper. No, I think I... I don't know. Did I rate uh, uh, Children of Men? I don't think Spice you gave X? it Spice X. No, I don't think anyone's given anything a Spice uh, X. Ron just did. Well, until today. Well, that makes sense because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's gonna do it, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Ron, Ron rates heat ten out of ten. Spice. I X. think it's our spice, our first spice X, right? It is. I think yeah. so I, I just I, no, I you God, didn't. I think I rated Children of Man ten out of ten. I I, I don't. I don't think, think you did. did. I think no, I did. No, no. I don't think. I think I did. Maybe he did. I think I did. You guys go All back. Right. And I, I don't want to question thirteen. But, I All think right. I did. I don't know. Um, All right. So we have a, um, a spice X. Yeah. I would rate Heat Michael Mann masterpiece. I would hate. I would not hate. <laughs> rate. I would rate it Carolina Reaper Ooh, nine. Out he's of one of those tough sell dudes. It's just like, like I don't know, girl. You kind of cute, but whatever. It's <laughs> so nine you know out of I mean? ten, Ron. Come on, man. I, I'm with him. I was yeah. right. Now. Okay. I give, okay. it, I give right. him. I give it Carolina Reaper. Okay. I'm gonna give it Carolina Reaper. <laughs> All right. we, we're, yeah. we're tough on him. What? I, I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. But it's hey, but you the, know, Spice Sex is it's saved for. A few individuals, and you guys are discerning individuals, so I appreciate that. It's <laughs> well, your Scoville scale, it's understandable. Yeah, yeah. Now we got to rate Austin Eastsiders original. Oh man, I'm giving this a straight up <laughs> Carolina Reaper. Yeah, <laughs> I'm giving it a Spice X now. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll. It's it's probably my uh my my favorite cider. So I'm I'm gonna give it. Yeah, yeah. 
Carolina Reaper. Yeah, I'm with you. All across the board. I, I hate giving things a spice X because I feel like I have to be like... I feel like I can only give very few things that. So, understand. Like, uh, yeah, I think we're but, saving that for like yeah. all of our like just favorite movies. But at the same time, time, I'm like, I don't know any other cider I would give a yeah. spice X to. So I don't know if I'm rating it on like a cider level or if I'm rating it on a... You just rate it on whatever level you want to. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. You can create. I'm going to stick to Carolina Reaper for now. Nine. Mm-hmm. All right. Nine across the Nine. board. All right. I gave it a ten. <laughs> ten. <laughs> ten. Right. It's good. I mean, it's <laughs> easy. You didn't remember Varsity stuff. Blues? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Billy Bob goes with. Yeah, we need to rate that movie. So. That's right. Um, Do you guys remember the scene that we're talking oh, yeah. about? Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Ten. I gave it a ten. Um,. Ron rates a film ten out of ten. Yep. Spicy X and absolutely, and the Spicy Boys rates nine dollar rate, and nine out of ten. Carolina Reaper to the nine because yeah. we don't have point fives. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Austin Insider, no. we uh, yeah we rate it well unanimous uh, nine unanimous nine except for Ryan. Spice X, right? What you just said? You said I, he uh, he did at first, but then he's like, nah, Carolina Reaper. Oh, oh okay. okay. So, across the, the board, 9 out of 10. On the cider, right? Uh, on the cider. Okay. I don't think or I did, did but... Would, Spice X or Carolina I just say Reaper? Carolina yeah, that's Reaper. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so before we wrap this up, I have a... I have a... Um, Announcement? Scenario, or if you're <laughs> fancy, scenario. Um, so... <laughs> if you're nasty. There's... So... <laughs> what's, um, what's... What's... what's um, in Austin, what is the, the most well-known bank here? Frost Bank? You think? I think Frost Bank. So yeah, that's the most iconic, giant iconic okay, tower. Most iconic bank in <laughs> Austin is Frost Bank. Yeah. So there's about five hundred million dollars in cash there. So if the four of us, hypothetically speaking, hypothetically speaking, <laughs> right. if the four of us will, um, will um, uh, make I don't know, like rob this bank or yeah. our own heist. Yeah. I want to know each of you what your roles be. Ooh. In this heist. It's good. Of so I mean, in the film, you have De Niro as the leader, and you have a driver, and yep. you have Val Kilmer <laughs> as the guy, like the handyman of obviously Cheryless. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if we're if if we're gonna rob a bank here in Austin, Frost Bank, five hundred million dollars cash, guys. <laughs> what would your your role? I feel like be? I'd want to be the driver. Brad would be the driver. Yeah, Brad He'd be the. I dude. feel like I kind of under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad would be the dude talking his way out of like us getting in trouble okay. from the cops that are like checking in on why he's sitting um, in the parking lot for so long. I think I think Ron would be Nick, <laughs> Neil. Neil, Neil, Neil. I totally oh, you want to totally. Totally. Yeah, I totally got to be Neil. Yeah, I mean, it's, oh, okay. You're the EP, man. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. Rama would be the leader. He would be organizing all the shit. Totally, you're the, right? You're the senator, <laughs> Senator Ron. Yeah, thank you, my fellow man. Uh, <laughs> and Brad would be the driver. All right. All right. Now that leaves it down to you and me. See, uh, Ryan would be Wangro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this is. It's the Grim, Rip, Grim Reaper um, looking at you. <laughs> I feel like I'll be like an explosions dude. Oh, I like that. You know, I'll be like the guy kind of subtly go. I I don't think there was one. Um, expl- Val Kilmer was no. the explosion. Yeah, guy. Yeah, he was yeah. the yeah, he was the handyman explosion guy. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I feel like I, I'm just gonna he did like all sneak the hard in work between, and I'm yeah. just gonna you yeah. know put some C4 in the, um, the vault and I'll <laughs> blow it up. I think I'll be. I mean, 
Heat is an amazing heist film, but for my character, I think I'm, I was going to be the Asian guy in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that does the backflips? Yeah, <laughs> I assume it's going to be a lot of uh, like lasers up there oh, in the vault. Man, yeah. and, uh, I'll yeah. do my Cirque du Soleil. Frostbank has a lot of lasers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd look amazing yeah. in a leotard. I oh, yeah. Think. Yeah. Yellow, like Bruce Lee. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. So that's pretty good we could use a guy like you I think we'll get caught though like the first 10 minutes <laughs> I don't know man <laughs> no yeah Brad's anxiety Brad's, would take Brad's, yeah. Brad's, Brad's gonna Sir, park in a different why are you parked in this that's it so Ron yep thank you Oh man for being here thank you guys for uh taking a you know hour hour and a half of your time with a spicy voice, talk about film and some cider, and um, have any uh, parting films. words? Adult films, <laughs> yeah, adult films, yeah. Um, man, I just want to say thanks, guys. This is a beautiful studio. Um, Thank you. It's good to see you guys uh, all doing good. I'm really happy for your success with the Spicy Boys podcast. Don't think that this is going to be your only. Oh man, I'll come back whenever. Yeah, be, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll come back, man. Just make me like a, a one of those surprise guests. <laughs> Like season yeah. regular or something like that. All right, that a, sounds a, good. A regular surprise guest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But no, man, thanks. I really appreciate you guys uh, bringing me on and, and uh, uh, much love. Um, much success. All right. We okay. appreciate you, man. We appreciate you so much. Thanks, yeah. For bringing this team together. Yeah. And uh, uniting um, all of us. Yeah. So if you guys haven't seen, you know, uh, Michael Mann's Heat. It's an amazing film. If you like cider, always you know Austin E. Cider, mm-hmm. the OG original. Yep. They have they have they have more more. Uh, can you call it flavors yeah. for beer? Okay, yeah, they have yeah. more flavors. Blood orange, pineapple, honey, honey something. <laughs> yeah, they got the Texas honey. Texas yeah. honey. There you go. There you go. And some uh, hops probably, flavor. Probably they probably got all kinds of flavors coming out soon too. So, Strawberry. Um, pumpernickel yeah right uh, <laughs> watermelon pumpernickel. I would yeah we'd love to try pumpernickel cider yeah beef beef stroganoff <laughs> pre stroganoff uh, unfortunately <laughs> we are out of time so uh, this has been episode 16 kids stay in school don't play with matches and stay away from the boogeyman and if you feel the heat coming around the corner, just split. <laughs> I, I remember what he said. In the famous words of Brad Hughes, Spicy Boys, out. <laughs>